Praise the Lord. It's good to have everybody here tonight who's here. And those of you who are joining us by way of the internet, we welcome you as well. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, uh, especially on such a wet day. I hope everybody's inside where it's cozy and comfortable. And uh, if you would, just gather everybody around and settle in and let the events of the day slip away from your mind. We'll just take a little time to spend some time in the presence of the Lord. Worship with us if you would. I want to start with, I worship you, Almighty God. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Like you do. 
here's a verse that goes like this. Your mercy flows like a river wide. Healing comes from your hand. Suffering children are safe in your arms. There is service where we would normally do our prayer requests and the the offering but if you have someone on your heart or need just uh, remember it as the service goes on I'm sure the Lord knows your heart let's sing the song 10,000 reasons
I lift my voice. 
sing one more course as we have Brother Kidri come to speak for us. I want to sing uh, Only Believe, but I, I want to sing the verses to it. So it'll be what we're accustomed to, but the verses are really beautiful. And I want to sing those along with it.
Father, we thank you for another day that you've given us to worship you, to sing songs of Zion unto your great and high name, Lord. Father, we pray tonight that our approach is, is right, Father. No matter what the circumstances may be, Lord, you deserve the right approach, Lord. Lord God, you deserve all of our attention, Lord. And Lord God, we pray that tonight, Lord God, that the, the word of God will have total preeminence in our hearts and minds, Lord. And Father, we'll be able to block out anything that's not like you and focus in on the word of God. For we know that it's the word that transforms us into the image of your mind. And Lord, we pray for those who may be watching via internet and those who are here, Lord. Father, we know that you're a God that can be anywhere at any time, Lord. And we know that you're existing in us, Father. So we pray that the purpose of God will be fulfilled tonight. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Lord, you bless all those that may be sick in their bodies, Lord, afflicted in any kind of way. Lord God, it used to pain, for we know that you're a keeper, Lord. We thank you. We give you the honor and glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. <clears throat> we, um... Um, give our honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank God for all of you and appreciate Brother Barry. Amen. Wonderful brother and Lord and friend. Amen. And we just want to uh, put our shoulder to the plow and be a blessing tonight by the grace of God. You know, if you have your Bibles, let us um, stand to our feet and go to Exodus, the eighth chapter. You might want to turn me down just a little bit, but amen. Amen. Exodus, the eighth chapter. Exodus 8, then we're going to go to Colossians, the first chapter. Exodus 8 and 16, if you have it, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite thee, dust of smite. Smite the dust of the land that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth. And it became lice in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beasts. Then the magicians said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. Amen. Colossians 1. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, let's just read verse, um, verse 16. Colossians 1 and 16. The Bible says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Amen. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. 
you can have your seats. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Amen. You know, so as we, we read the scripture, let's, let's, uh, my, my thought tonight is the finger of God. Amen. The finger of God. You know, and as we read Colossians, we can see uh, that the Bible is clearly telling us that God is in control. Amen. We serve a God who's not surprised, who's, who's not caught off guard. But, you know, it, it says all things were created for him and by him. Amen. So we must understand, we must evaluate things in our lives when things take place. And we have to ask the question, you know, even in trial and, and, and tribulation and times of distress and persecution, we have to ask ourselves, is this the finger of God? Because God knows exactly how to get the best out of us. And, you know, I, I want to read you a couple of quotes just to kind of get into what I'm saying tonight. And this is in the message, things that are to be. Listen, he says, your birth here was pre-planned. Can I get an amen? You know, nobody in this room was a mistake. You know, uh, uh, people in the world, they, 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 they take control and they do all these things so they can't have children. But let me tell you something. If you're ordained of God to be in a certain time, a certain day, you're going to come forth. Amen. And, you know, as we see, he says, your birth here was preplanned. He says, I guess you believe that. Every one of you knows that our birth was preplanned. God, hallelujah, did you know that you being here never originated just as a myth or a thought? You here tonight in the season of the pandemic and quarantine and all these things, hallelujah, was preplanned in the mind of God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to believe that because we're looking at the circumstances. We're looking at what's around us and we ask the question that, you know, could this be God? Why couldn't it be God? Hallelujah. You know, because like I said in my opening statement, God knows what he has to do to bring out the best in you and I. Hallelujah. And, you know, sometimes it, 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 the, the mystery of who we are comes forth in adversity. Hallelujah. Look, he says, he said, did you know that you being here never originated just as a myth or a thought? Everything was all preplanned by God before the foundation of the world that you were here. Hallelujah. Before the foundation of the world, God saw how many of us that are in this church here tonight. God saw who was going to be home streaming the service or wherever they may be. He already know it. And let me tell you something. Take it a little step further. It was pre-planned in the mind of God. Hallelujah. So what we ought to do, church, when things take place, we ought to, we ought to check our thought process. And we ought to strip the devil from any ability to operate through us by the right mindset. Hallelujah. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I, I look at this, this, the circumstances that we're under, and you have to be able to say that God is real. 
You have to be able to look at your life and see that it's him protecting you. It's not a mask. It's, 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 it's not hand sanitizer. It's not alcohol. We was pre-planned, hallelujah, before the foundation of the world that God will give his life and possess, hallelujah, each and every one of us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, you know, it's, you know, you have to do what you got to do, wherever your faith is. Hallelujah. But if I can, hallelujah, I want to show without the right mindset how you can give yourself over to something. Hallelujah. And you believe in it, and it has no power. You take what we're doing out in the world with, with the mask and the, and the gloves and all these things, and we say we can't touch this, we can't touch that. Do you know that the gloves are worn by the, the people in the hospital to stop cross-contamination. Amen. So whenever they do something, they take those gloves off and throw them in the trash. And we have people walking around in stores, touching this, touching that, with the same gloves they had on last week. And they think they're protecting themselves. They think they're protecting everybody else. If there is a drunk, a germ, it's on their gloves. You see how silly, hallelujah, the mind can be without, hallelujah, God leading us. And you take them there, cross-contamination. They walk here, they put their hands on this, put their hands on that, put their hands on this, put their hands on that. And then they take the glove off and they touch it with their free hand. <laughs> oh, the only way you can get the glove off is, to, and that's not going to help, Hallelujah. That's how the team, you take one off, you have to take the other one off. So where's the germ if you believe in it? It's on your hand. <laughs> but we don't live by fear, hallelujah. We live, hallelujah, by the grace of God. Even with the mask on, you're walking through it if it's on your mask. How are you going to get the mask off if you don't use your hands? So we are protected, hallelujah, by the blood of the Lamb. Don't never let the enemy deceive you to think, hallelujah, that you are protecting yourself, hallelujah. And it could be the finger of God just so we can see where we are as believers. Because the Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And in this hour, we need a sound mind to know that God is our protector. Hallelujah. Church, these things, hallelujah were pre-planned before the foundation of the world. Listen. He says, the infinite God knowed. Hallelujah. To be infinite, he had to know, hallelujah, he had to know every flea that ever would be on the earth. Think about that. Think about all the dogs and cats and horses and animals we got. Hallelujah. God knows every flea that exists. What a mighty God. Listen. He says, that's infinite. He says, he knows how many times you would, hallelujah, bat your eyes and so forth. That's infinite. See, your, your, your little minds cannot fathom, hallelujah, what infinite means. Amen. That the infinite God, he knows all things. Therefore, there's nothing out of Cater. Could this, where we are in 2020, and what month this is? May, hallelujah. 2020 of May, could this be the finger of God to challenge our faith, hallelujah, 
to make us, hallelujah, have more of a consistent prayer life, to make us hunger for a greater fellowship. Could this be the finger of God? Let's put it all in a proper perspective. Amen. You know the Bible, I know the Bible, the Bible says, written to Caesar's, what is Caesar's? And you know, and pastors are trying to uphold that, and, and I know by God's grace, Brother Barry has been doing the best he can do, but let's not be the seed, hallelujah. The enemy wants to strip us, hallelujah, away from the atmosphere of sons and daughters of God. Because the Bible says, how many of us believe that these times are showing us that he is soon to come? We know that. We believe that, that the rapture is about to take place. We believe that we are in perilous times. Hallelujah. This sickness, hallelujah, is prophecy. This, 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 this virus and so forth that's coming forth is prophecy. It'll be sickness and diseases in the land. The Bible tells us that. And then they say, stay home and don't go to church. But my Bible says, when we see these things happening, we ought to gather them all. Let's put it in a proper perspective. Everything we need to run through the word of God. Everything we need to run through the mind of God. God bless my governor. My governor said church is essential. Hallelujah. So while everybody was shutting down, hallelujah, we kept going to church. Hallelujah. They said practice social distancing, so we did our best. Hallelujah. But how could you ever refrain yourself from not being in the presence of God? It was very hard. But we had church. Amen. Just like we're doing right now. Listen, he says, if we know the word of God, we know where we are living. We know the time we're in. We know that where we are, hallelujah, is Bible days are coming to a manifestation. Listen, he says, we know the hours that we're living in. We know what lies ahead. Listen, church, we have a word that tells us where we are. Hallelujah. We have prophecies that have been fulfilled and came to pass to tell us the hour and day that we're living in. Hallelujah. We ought not to be dismayed by what we see, but we ought to look at it and say, could this be the finger of God? Hallelujah. Remember, God doesn't cause sickness. He allows it to show that he's a healer. Hallelujah. He says, we see We've passed. Hallelujah. Listen, church, and as I, as, as, I, as I talk about things being pre-planned, that God already knows what's going to happen. God already knows where you're going to be. God already knows what you're going to go through. What we have to do is to get the right mind frame, hallelujah, to think on the things of God when we're tested. Because if you don't think on the things of God, you'll be carried away in your carnality. You know, because the prophet of God, he made it very, very clear. He said, hallelujah, for us to even get sick, hallelujah, you must receive it as a thought first. It must be, it comes to you as a thought. And when you open your mouth and say yes, then it becomes a disease. <laughs> so you have to receive it first, hallelujah, before it becomes a life in your body. I'll give you an example. 
You wake up, and I've said this so many times, but you wake up and you say, <coughs> and then you say, thought comes. And you say, I think I'm coming down with something. Oh, yes, you are. You open the gateway to it. The prophet God said, your mind is a womb, hallelujah. Your mind is the gateway to the soul. And once you begin to accept it in your mind, your body will go through the actions. Hallelujah. If I can, tell you a story real quickly. And y'all know me, I'm about to close. But if I can tell you a story real quickly. There was a man who, 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 who went cross country riding a train. But he was riding it illegal. He would jump on the train cars and ride. And one day he jumped on a train car and it was a refrigerator. And he jumped in the refrigerator and the door was locked. Because when he went in and shut the door, it automatically locked from the outside. So now he's sitting in and he hears the fan running. And he's thinking, where am I? Oh, he says, oh my, I'm in a refrigerator. Next thought he has is a thought of fear that says you're going to freeze to death. He wasn't even cold yet. But in his mind, his mind began to pre-plan his death. Oh, my. Church, and he looked at the fan running. And then he realized that he was in a refrigerator car. You know, and he started to get cold and he started to shake and all these things. And. He found uh, an area where he could write uh, 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 and let people know what happened, that his name was this, and he froze the death in his car and blah, 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 and everything else he wrote. The next morning, the repairman came to the car and found him dead with every symptom of somebody freezing to death. Now, this is the problem. <laughs> the refrigerator car didn't get under 50 degrees. But he froze to death. How could he freeze to death when the refrigerator car was at a temperature above, hallelujah, freezing? It started up here. In his mind, he began to produce a certain outcome. And in his mind, his body began to go through the actions. You know why? The, the, uh, you know why a repairman came to the car first? Because he was called to come fix it because the car wasn't even plugged up. It wasn't even plugged up. The refrigerator wasn't even working. The fan he heard was the same temperature outside being blown inside the car. But in his mind, fear produced his outcome. Whoa! Oh, my church, don't let fear produce your outcome. Amen. We're standing on the promises of Jesus Christ. Listen, this is what I want to get to, and I ain't going to be too much longer. But our thought process has to be right. You know, like I said, we, we, we cough and different things happen. And in your mind, you have to be careful to cast down any thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of Jesus Christ and what he has done. You know, you may get a, a pain in your back, and you're like, oh, man, I, I think I threw my back out. Yes, you did. You're claiming it. It could just be a little pinch. And all you have to do is scratch it out, and then it's gone. But if you receive it up here, you go through it. Remember the prophet of God said, Eve committed adultery up here first. Then she went through the actions. Amen. Let's go, church. Listen, I want to read something to you before we go any further. 
This is in the message birth page. He says, now we notice that always my thought now to you, it takes pain, distress, discomfort. Listen, the prophet of God said it takes pain, distress, discomfort. Look how them Pharisees died to the law through pain, distress, discomfort. Church. Sometimes it's pain and distress and discomfort that brings you closer to God. Let's read. Let's go to, um, I'm going to come back to that. Let's go to Genesis chapter 29. Genesis 29. Remember my thought, could this be the hand of God? In times of distress. In times of uh, discomfort, could it be the finger of God doing something in your life? You know, if we go through the Bible, most of the brothers and sisters in the Bible had to go through something. Amen. Even the kings, like King David and King Solomon, you know, some of the greatest men in the Bible, they had to go through something. Because that's what made them who they were. Hallelujah. David's pain and distress and agony made him who he was. Hallelujah. David committed adultery with Bathsheba, brought us Psalms 51, created me a clean heart. So it was his pain and his distress, his failure of God that brought out a psalm that would touch the body of Christ. Maybe through your pain and distress, God is trying to touch the body of Christ through your life. But, you know, we look at it sometimes and we say, Lord, why am I going through this? He has a purpose. He has a purpose. Well, I said Genesis 29, right? Genesis 29. And I, I want to break into this at verse 25. Listen, now we know this is the story of Jacob. And, and the Bible says in Genesis 29 and 25, it says that it came to pass... That in the morning, behold, it was Leah, and he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore, then hast thou beguiled me. Now, can you imagine how Jacob felt? He worked seven years for Rachel, only to be deceived. But could it have been the finger of God? Let's go all the way back. God told Abraham hallelujah, that he was going to have a son, that he was going to be the father of nations. He told him, he gave him that promise without even having any children. So here comes Sarah, hallelujah. Sarah's a part of that promise, and Sarah's looking at what God said. She's hearing it through her five senses, and she's saying, how can this be? You're old, I'm old, our bodies are not capable of being able to have children. God's not worried about what you're able to do. He can keep his word. If he says it, it has to come to pass. I want to tell you this tonight, church. If God ever says anything to you, it's already pre-planned. Woo! Glory. It's already pre-planned. That means for God to come and tell Sarah and Abraham, you're going to have a child. It was already a child there in them. They couldn't see it at the time. 
Hallelujah. But God took them through something. Amen. And 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 Abraham and Sarah, she hearing it that you know we don't have a child, and then she started to examine herself, and she said, you know what, this this can't be so. This can't be so. She he must mean through Hagar. He must mean through Hagar. So what he does, she does. You know, a lot of times we try to help God out, and when it don't work out our way, we get mad at what we done. That's what Sarah did. She tried to help God out, and Hagar had a baby, which was Ishmael. Then she got mad at the woman. (laughs) She did exactly what she told her to do. Then she got upset with her. How often we do that. We ask God in prayer and we labor. And because we don't wait, we go on our own and we do things. And then we get upset with God. Or we get upset with the pastor. Or we get upset with the church. We get upset with the song leader. We get upset with how people drive in the parking lot. We get upset with anything. But it's your fault because you didn't wait on God. But Sarah, she didn't wait on God. And she produced an Ishmael, uh, Hagar produced an Ishmael, which was a wild man. Hallelujah. But was it the finger of God? Was it not God? Hallelujah. Because God on down, hallelujah, he told, I believe it was uh, Isaac's wife, that there are two nations inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory. Where did those nations start? It started with Isaac and Ishmael. So God had to keep the nations moving on down because he made Abraham a promise that you're going to be the father of nations. So sometimes we look at our mistakes, we look at the things we do, and we say, man, I messed up bad. It could have been the finger of God. Because you know something? Even when we mess up, the Bible says all things. Work out for good. Those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Remember, Jacob and Esau, neither one doing any good or evil. He loved Jacob and he hated, he hated Esau. Why? So that the purpose through election might be fulfilled. See, God already had their lives pre-planned whether they liked it or not. So let's look at it now, church. As Jacob and Esau born together as brothers in the same household. One day uh, Esau couldn't find nothing to eat and Jacob just had to be at the right place at the right time with a bowl of porridge. Sound like it was pre-planned. <laughs> Sound like it was the finger of God. Why? Because neither having even done any good or evil, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. So what was God doing? God was putting Jacob in position so that he may show his love. Look at it. God showing his love doesn't always look good, doesn't always feel good. God showing his love, Jacob had to lie to his father. Jacob had to lie to his brother. He had to feel betrayed, amen. He had to leave his household. You know that uh, for those of us who got siblings, and you know, I see some of you got siblings in here, and you love your brother and sister. Jacob didn't get that chance. Because after he got the birthright, his brother wanted to kill him. Was that the finger of God? Think about it, church. I want you to think about it. Sometimes it's God directing whether we can see it or not. 
And no doubt, Jacob probably felt so bad. He was like, man, I ain't got no family. My brother hate me. My daddy think I'm a liar. And now I'm cast out. He's going down into a place, going down to Lehman's house. He didn't get a chance probably to grow up and go to college with his brother. They didn't get a chance to, uh, and they got a, a, to a certain age, teenagers, to, 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 to have some good fellowship and play jokes on mom and daddy. He didn't have that chance. Why? The purpose of God was being fulfilled. But it didn't look like it. Sometimes things don't look like God, and it is. That's why we have to bring everything back to the word of God. When things happen in your life, then this is just something God showed me. How many believe God answers prayer? Amen. I can hear you on the internet saying, Amen. Hallelujah. My God answers prayer. Some of you were sitting down. Now you're standing up in your living room. Hallelujah. Because he's answered your prayer. We believe God answers prayer. So not for one moment, hallelujah, we ought to think, hallelujah, when things don't go the way that we planned, that God didn't hear us. What we ought to question is, Lord, am I looking at this right? Ah, Am I looking at this right? Sometimes we have to go through pain and distress and discomfort before we can see God in the midst. Here comes Jacob. Y'all forgive me. I'm the same whether it's 10 or 15 people or 100 or 500. (laughs) I got one gear and that's go. Amen. But church, you look at Jacob. Now he's he's, he's gone away from his house. He's he's gone away from his brother. Look at what he did. He he dressed, he impersonated his brother. Who would have thought about that? I'm going to go get me some hair and put it on my arms. Man, that was kind of devilish. But was it the finger of God? He had to have a certain nature at that time to fulfill what God had preplanned. Did y'all test that church, Hallelujah? What was happening between Jacob and Esau right there in that moment was preplanned by God. Jacob tricking his father was pre-planned by God. Jacob getting kicked out of the house and going out of Laban's house was pre-planned by God. It was the finger of God. It wasn't Jacob's choosing. It was God making him hungry for a birthright. It was God, hallelujah, amen, putting him in position, amen. And we look, church, now, Jacob is left. He's going out of Laban's house. And he's among family again. He probably felt all right. Did he see the love of his life? He sees Rachel. He's like, wow. Got to have her. And then he goes to Laman and says, hey, what must I do to marry her? Your daughter, Rachel, what must I do? He says, work for me seven years and you can have her. That's pretty plain, right? That's pretty plain. Understood. Jacob said, okay, seven years. I can see the first year. He was probably like, man, I got to get through this. Second year, he was like, man, whoa, man, I got five more years. Then I can have her every time she walked across the grass. He saw, five years, girl, you're going to be mine. Five years, all I got is five years. Then it went down to four. He was like, ooh, I'm almost there. See, in his mind, he was working for one purpose and one purpose only. And now he comes all the way down, let's just say the last year. He's probably working out, getting in shape. Everything's looking good. 
He says, okay, this time next year I'll be married. And, you know, the wedding comes, you know, Hallelujah, the bride comes down with a veil on. They had this big old party and everybody celebrating everything. And, and, you know, Jacob, no doubt, probably had too much to drink. He takes, her, he takes his bride back into the chamber. Hallelujah. And he has four relationships with her. Wake up the next morning and realize it's Leah. <laughs> now, what would you have done? I want a divorce. <laughs> Why didn't he just get rid of her? Remember, things are always pre-planned by God. There was a purpose in that, and we're going to get to it. So he wakes up, and he's, he's married to a woman that he clearly does not love. The Bible tells us that. He loved Rachel. So now he goes to Laman, and he says, look, hey, man, why did you beguile me? Why did you deceive me? I worked seven years. I worked seven years for Rachel, and now I got Leah. You know what those seven years was? Now that he's standing there with a woman that he doesn't want, it was pain, discomfort, and distress. But was it the finger of God? We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. So he looks at Laman, and Laman says, hey, you know, in our customs down here, you know, the elder must get married first. Why did he say that from the get-go? That seemed like it would have been the easiest thing to do. To just tell him, say, hey, the only way you can get uh, Rachel is to marry her sister first. Because obviously it was legal to have two wives or three wives or four wives back in those days. Why don't you just be, be, be honest and, 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 and upright with Jacob and say, hey, you got to marry Leah first, then you can get Rachel. But it had to play out a certain way. So he tells Jacob, you can have her if you work seven more years. Seven more years of pain, distress, and discomfort. <laughs> now he has a wife he don't want. To get the wife he does want. <laughs> was that the finger of God? Or was that just the wickedness of Laman? Okay, let's look at it. So seven years up, he marries Rachel. Praise God, he's happy now. Everything is good. But now, hallelujah, because God sees Rachel as love and Leah is not love, God, God opens up Leah's womb. And Rachel remains barren. Why? It was the finger of God. Because there was a certain way things had to, had to portray. It was a certain way things had to come out. Why? Because it was pre-planned. Glory, hallelujah. Woo, glory, hallelujah. Now Leah begins to have children, and Rachel gets jealous. You know what she does? She says, you know what? I'll fix her. I'll give my husband my handmaid. So now it looks like three women are fighting over one man. And then Leah says, okay, you want to fight like that? I'll give him my hands made. Now it looks like four women are fighting over one man. And you got all these women having babies but Rachel. Why? Hallelujah. Because God told Abraham, you're going to be the father of nations. And there were babies in Leah. And there were babies in Leah's handmaid. There were babies in Rachel. And there were babies in Rachel's handmaid. Why? Because that was the nation. Woo! Go ahead. The children of Israel came out of those women. Now, it looked like a mess, but it was the finger of God. Hallelujah. Because the tribes of Israel 
came out of that situation. Glory. You think about it. Maybe Jacob didn't like it, but all of that stress caused it to come forth. And you go back and name the boys out and all these things. And why was Joseph one of the last ones to come forth? Because God had things preplanned in time. Hallelujah. So Rachel had to be barren for a certain point of time. Because God knew Joseph was going to be the one who was going to get to the throne. Not Reuben, not Levi, hallelujah. not none of those brothers beforehand, but Joseph. And he had to be a type of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But listen. He says. But it must be. Now, we find that rain which brings forth fruit upon the earth is born. As the poet said, in the fields of thunder, in the ragged, jagged, Sky, but if we didn't have thunder and the ragged, jagged sky, the little distilled drops of rain that's been lifted from the seas and distilled from the salt, it would not be born. Hallelujah. There takes hallelujah, pain and adversity to bring forth a birth. Most people hallelujah, don't even understand that Job's testimony didn't start till the devil started testing. Before then, he was known as a good man, hallelujah, a rich man, all these things. But even Satan didn't know his testimony. God had to tell the devil what kind of man Job was. But after his trial, not only the devil, but everybody around him knew what kind of man he was. So it was the pain, hallelujah, distress and discomfort that made Job who he was. Not only, hallelujah, to him, but in the eyes of the other believers. So let's not look at people when they're going through their pain, distress, and discomfort, and say, my, why this, why that? It could be the finger of God. It could be, see, there's nothing like, hallelujah, God in a believer's life standing in the midst of so much pain and adversity. I don't know about you, but all the stuff Paul went through, I don't think I'd have been strong enough. I'm like, God, just go ahead and take my life. I don't think Paul paid that one time. I think his prayer was always, for this purpose I came. I came to fulfill the word of God and what God said about me. He says, look, it takes the lightning, thunder, blast, ragged, rugged, fearful things to bring forth, hallelujah, the soft petal drops of water. It takes pain to bring forth birth. It takes dying. Glory. He said, and as the clouds die, rain is born. Glory. Because rain is a part of the cloud. Oh, my. Look at it, church, and we're driving here, and we see all those dark clouds. Without those dark clouds, there'd be no rain. And if there were no rain, hallelujah, there'd be no substance for the seed. How does the rain come forth? It starts with darkness first. Hallelujah. So sometimes, before we can bring forth life, we have to go through the clouds of darkness. But the seed is waiting to be fertilized. But you have to come through that pain and agony and struggle and all these things. And once you come through that, you can bring forth. Hallelujah. And I'll close with this. You mothers who are here, I believe, hallelujah, 
I believe uh, 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 when you have a baby, you got to dilate 10 centimeters. I think I'm right. But you know, when you're at two, you might be, okay, everything is all right. I think we can get through this. I think we can get through it. I think we can get through it. But the closer you get to 10, the more pain comes. <laughs> the more agony comes. But what is that pain doing? That pain is letting you know that you're, you're about to manifest life. And that's how we need to look at it, church. Hallelujah. God doesn't take us or allow us to go through things just for us to feel pain. Hallelujah. But for us to bring forth something out of pain. Amen. Because the Bible says, through the things our Lord Jesus Christ suffered, he was made perfect. He became perfect through the things he suffered. What did he suffer? He was lied on. Hallelujah. He was talked about. He was called out of his name. Think about that, church. All the things that happened to Jesus Christ, our Lord, him knowing he was innocent, he took it. Then he allowed himself to be crucified and whipped and scarred and all these things, knowing he was the king of glory. So everything he went through was what? It was the finger of God. Because remember, he said, Lord, take this cup from me. Take it from me. If you can do it, Lord, take it from me. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will. Thine will be done. So the finger of God was for Jesus Christ to be crucified, to go through all that pain. To go through all that agony. Why? So we can sit here right now and experience the blessings of COVID-19. No, I didn't make a mistake. I said it right. The blessings of COVID-19. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I look at this thing a different way. Hallelujah. Think about it, church. People have been off from work. Hallelujah. And still getting paid. Getting paid more than they was when they were working. I know this for a fact. I know people. Some of us got checks in the mail. Some people, hallelujah, now you can redeem the time. Husband and wives get to spend more time together. Hallelujah. Families, amen, think about this church. Before all this happened, we'd be running kids, be running to school with, with a toast in their mouth, hurry up and get in class and all these stuff. You can sit down now and have family time. The blessings of COVID-19. God, it could be the finger of God. You know, you get to sit down now, talk to your girls and say, hey, tell me what's on your mind. Without them getting all hostile. They ain't got no way to go now. They got to talk to you. Hallelujah. So they sit down and we can have fellowship with one another. I don't know about you, but just this time of, of, of being isolated, amen. Who else are you going to talk to but God? The increase of a prayer life. The blessings of COVID-19. See, church, we have to look at things through the pre-planned mind of God. And when things happen, we need to say, Lord, what are you trying to show me? Come on, brother, cross somebody close. You say, Lord, don't just receive whatever the enemy says. You know, (laughs) church, we have a president who's very comical. I mean, he's very, very comical. You've been thinking about him, I'm laughing. Amen. You know, as he started talking about his toy, uh, just as a joke, inject yourself with some Clorox and all this stuff. And people start doing it. 
And now there's a certain drug that they say nobody's supposed to take. He comes out and admits and says, I'm taking it. <laughs> it, it, it it's crazy. That's why you can't put your trust in nobody but the Lord Jesus. Amen. Because what you might think is good for somebody else won't be good for you. I don't know about you, but I ain't injecting no Clorox inside of me. Church, the only word we ought to be concerned about is this one. We ought to be finding our purpose in this time of quarantine and COVID-19 and all this stuff. Church, you better believe the enemy is behind some of these things. And what, 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 what makes me so sure, what makes me so sure when they came out and said, hey, we're expecting a second wave uh, sometime this year. How can you tell when a germ is about to spread? It's a germ. Unless you control it. Can you walk up to somebody and say, hey, you about to catch the flu. That's basically what they're saying. The only way they can predict that is if they have their hand in the, in the, in the, in the potion. Doing something, stirring something. Hallelujah. Because nobody can tell anybody when they're going to get sick unless they're doing things to make it happen. You understand me, church? So I, you, you do what you have to do to stay safe or whatever. You know, you can, you can, as far as I'm concerned, you can put on a big old Doc Vader mask. But if God, <laughs> but if it's your time to get sick, you're going to get sick. <laughs> the only thing that's going to protect us is the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Don't run out of here saying, Brother Diggs said, don't protect you. No, I ain't said. What I'm saying is don't put your trust in man-made ability. Put your trust, hallelujah, in the word of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we know that we can only put our trust and hope in you, Lord. Lord, it is just so sweet to be able to see that when we can catch that you're in control of all these things, Lord. Lord, that the enemy can only do but what you allow. He can only go but so far. Like you told him when he wanted to test Job, you said you can have his, 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 his possessions and, and you can even touch his body, but you cannot take his life. Hallelujah. Lord, you're still controlling things. And we thank you, Father. Lord, help us to look through the right lens. And help us to be grateful that we're in the land of the living, that we have a word of prophecy, a more sure word of prophecy, Lord, that's brought us up to date to these things, Lord. Lord, we pray for this church, Lord, and Lord, those who are here, those that are uh, via the Internet, Lord, we pray you just continue to blessing the homes, Lord. And if any of those who are sick, Lord, we know you to be a healer, Lord, that they'd be able to rise up, Lord, and, and, and possess their healing through their confession, Lord. Because he's the high priest of our profession. Lord, we thank you for men of God like Brother Barry, Lord. We pray you continue to bless him, bless his family, Lord. And, and Lord God, continue to provide his needs, Lord. And throughout the bride, throughout the world, Lord, we pray you just continue to be our God, Lord. And let us look for the finger of the master in all things that we do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you, church. Did you enjoy that? I did. Let's sing the song as we're dismissed. From glory to glory, he's changing me. From glory to glory, he's changing me.
求。